I'm Haley Tantow, and you're listening to the Improv Conspiracy Podcast. Here are my thoughts on emotions. Conspiracy Podcast with your host, Bronnie. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. It's great to have you. It's me, Bronnie. It's not Bronte. And it's also not... Oh, it's a strange little name, young man. What's it short for, son? It's short for nothing, Dad, and I'm not that young. Today I'm speaking with Hayley Tantow. She's an actor, writer, comedian, and improviser. She's also the mind, body, soul, heart and skin behind the character Cindy Salmon, who's an absolute dietary staple of the Melbourne comedy scene. On top of all that, she is an OG at the Improv Conspiracy. She's been around since close to its uh, inception. She's been a teacher, performer and coach there for many, many years. She's part of the furniture. I've heard some people describe Haley as an institution, and they'd be correct. Today, she's speaking about emotions how important it is to her that you feel things in your scenes, uh, which checks out, actually, because I've uh, never been taught by Haley, which is a damn shame, but I have taught people who have been taught by her, and they all tend to tell me the same thing. Her catchphrase is, emote, emote. Whilst you're doing scenes, she'll always remind you to feel things, to gift each other with the gift of feeling. Uh, so... I've stacked the deck with expectations. Uh, I'm sorry to Haley for that. I'm sorry to you if you're now expecting gold dust because I called Haley an institution. Uh, we can't possibly reach gold dust, but we'll try to meet you halfway. Uh, please enjoy my friend and soon to be yours, Haley Tantow. To quote Mariah Carey, You've got me feeling emotions deeper than I've ever dreamed of. You've got me feeling emotions higher than the heavens above. Was the self-proclaimed elusive chantreuse talking about love, life, or improv? Maybe all three. Mariah Carey doing improv? I'd like to see it. Penned in the early 90s, emotions still stands as both an absolute banger and a solid foundation for all improv scenes. Um, I believe emotions are so important in improv Emotions give your character power uh, and they give your words or your silence power as well. I think we can get caught up in trying to say the funniest thing a lot of the time when really most of our favorite comedy moments are powered through emotional reactions. Like you can just do a whole scene being utterly devastated that there's no eggs left uh, or you can do a whole scene being ridiculously delighted or enamored by every tiny little thing your scene partner does. Emotions will lift your scene, drive your scene, and save your scene. Is that the first time you've used that Mariah Carey um, nugget? Yeah. There's a song that I've used in... Um, I actually... I've only ever used it when I've taught the level two intensive. Um for some reason, whenever I teach level two over four, over eight weeks, I don't think to use it. But something about the intensive version of the class where we're all hanging out for so long, I tend to play this song called um, Things Your Grandchildren Should Know by Eels. Because, like, we talk about... So I'm going off topic 
right off the bat, but we're talking songs. Um, we're talking about like having points of view and people think that that is like, it needs to be important. Um, but I mean, similar to how you said it could just be there aren't enough eggs left. Um, which, by the way, is the best example because I always use eggs when I'm trying to eggs. explain. Eggs are comedy. <laughs> are eggs hack yet? Are eggs hack? I don't know. Whenever I'm like, if you can't think of a character, just be the guy who loves eggs too much. Yes. I think I've said that as well. I think I've been like, I'm like, egg guy, egg girl, egg sandwich guy. But this song is like, uh, he's like, I go to bed real early. Everybody thinks it's strange. I don't leave the house much. And it's just like mundane thoughts that he's just spitting out over like really bland verse. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. And it's like really captivating. And I just get people to listen to it. And I'm like, you, your point of view can be that simple. You can just be egg, Eggman. Who... Eggman, egg lady, egg person. I open the fridge. There's not enough eggs. And this is what happens to my face. I get this <laughs> upset. Um, so you said emotional reactions, power scenes. Can you just blow that point up? Yeah, I think like, especially because earlier on I was like, oh, I have to be witty and I have to say funny things all the time because a lot of, I don't know, the sitcoms who are watching are very fast paced and witty. Um, and that can make you very nervous. And it's also not what's, it's like, it's not that funny without the emotion behind it. Because I think one of my favorite things is to be, above all else, be engaging. And I tell myself that if I'm nervous about like, Will I be funny tonight? It's like, just be engaging, be watchable. And so emotions are just like the biggest part of that. If I just start simmering a small cry, people will be like, what's she doing? And they'll start being like engaged in that. And then I might like full pelt cry about eggs. And then, cause you're also um, raising the tension when you do that as well. Like as soon as it looks like something's mattering to you, then it instant like a, the fact that something matters is infectious. Like if you totally are, are treating something with care and like it's the biggest thing in the world, the audience will start to just get on board with that. Even if it is eggs, like they'll, they'll want you to get those eggs. They want you to get, if you tell them that all you want is eggs and you don't get those eggs, they will feel for you. They'll feel for you. And when you talk about emotions, um, powering scenes, you don't, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't only mean sadness. No, focus a lot on sadness. But yeah, you can use like mad, like our basics that we teach at TIC and the Jill Bernard, I guess, or like annoyance. I don't, I don't want to like discredit. Um, but like mad, sad, glad, afraid, which is afraid. And uh, we've kind of added in love into the mix, which is so important. Um, and it's kind of like when we do the exercise, Mad, sad, glad, afraid, in love, which is like a bunch of people just kind of playing with those emotions. And love is kind of my favorite because people are like, it can be happy and it can be fearful. It can be weirdly tense. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really fun seeing how you can like portray the different emotions. I just think when, when you tell a student or even a seasoned performer, show me some emotion, like something weird happens where we apply the word emotion to sadness or like when you say you, we need to feel your emotion in this people will go to like crying or something and it's like no no there's so many more there's so many options yeah and it just like feeling an emotion or showing an emotion is a shortcut to things having um stakes right 100 percent. also like we forget to emote 
Like it does take our teacher or our coach just being like, hey, remember to emote or like, mm. hey, let's do Mad Stag Glider for Adam again. And you're like, oh my, this is so much easy. That's happened to me like, yeah, once every six months. Because apathy is like so easy to fall back on, but it's such a killer. My God. Every, or like the, the worst scenes I've done where I've had the least amount of fun is because I was playing an apathetic character. Yeah. Care about something, even if it's caring about not caring. Truly. Coming from like me, I can tell you, please never play apathetic. Yeah, because even if you're playing the person who's like, um, God damn it, I really wanted to not care today and you're making me care. Yeah. Then at least we've got something to hang our hat on. It's great. I just pulled up the emotions wheel because you just reminded me of it. Um, because you, you mentioned those basics of mad, sad, glad, afrad. Um, and the mad one always um, strikes me as difficult because, because when, you, um, when a performer chooses angry, they tend to just get um, like yelly and they get like their, their anger isn't like specifically pointed at anything. So I like to look at the, um, there's the second ring and third ring of angry, which are things like, um, they're, they're just little, they have gifts like in them already, like resentful, like has something applied to it. That means like there is history that I can tap into. If I choose resentful instead of angry, mm. then I know that there's something about you that I resent rather than just like shotgun anger you know what I mean that's such a good point yeah because anger is especially and when you run that exercise in class it's it's also one where I have to be like try to make it comically angry because intense anger is can be a bit scary and you have to know you just have to feel the audience by like riding that wave but uh, yeah your point about like going into like a niche part of anger like resentment is so good because then you can get your why of just like, I'm just stomping. It's like, no, I resent you because you always do this better than me. And there's such a sadness to resentment. Like, yeah. For sure. Good. Yeah. It's a gift for both of you because you know that there's obviously something lacking in you. And there's then there's like jealous and... Oh, jealous is such a good... That's a great one. And uh, annoyed, uh, skeptical, dismissive, frustrated, distant, critical. Critical is a great gifty one, mm. but these are all like offshoots of anger. So I always like encourage people not to just think I'm angry, but be more specific, which is actually why uh, following on from what you said, I removed all of the anger options from level one. <gasps> really? All the, yeah. All, anything that any emotion card that just said angry and that exercise, I just got rid of angry because I'm just like, it's non-specific and yeah, you're in level one with people you don't know and you're just screaming at them. It's not a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Cause I think I've just seen like too many people go like full pelt and it's like really good acting, but it's like creeps people out a bit and it's like, oh no, that's not what I wanted. Yeah. You have no idea the coupling of people that you've put together. You have not enough context of those two human beings in the room on a Monday night. Exactly. Their, yeah. Their fifth hour of improv and they're getting screamed at. <laughs> exactly. And then someone chooses to be like scared and I'm like, oh my God. Oh yeah. Angry angry and afraid against each other. Uh, it's bad. They upset me. It's too real. It's yeah, it's bad. Can you you've you said uh emotions can save your scene. Is it ever too late to show your emotions? Never too late to emote. 
Um, and that's another thing, just like as a sidebar with improv, and some people might disagree because commitment is very important, but I kind of always say to my students, like, if you're not having fun, just change. If you can't do that accent, like, give it a, but just like do what you can to have fun because the audience is like having much less fun than you. So if you've been like playing apathetic the whole scene and you're like, I, this choice was terrible. I should change, just change. It'll be clunky for like 10 seconds and you will be forgiven. So that's my advice, but it's, it might contradict some things and also definitely always try to commit. But Oh, for sure. I was in a festival show once and I, it was a decon deconstruction for those who don't know what a decon is. Uh, and I was in the master scene, which means I'm in the bulk of the show playing dramatically most of the time. Mm -hmm. And my father was Scottish, was the, <laughs> my uh, scene partner was playing a Scottish man. And I am terrible at accents across the board. Mm -hmm. And I just tried to match him in the first scene. And I should have just bailed on it because like, I would have had a much better time and so would have everyone else if I'd just been Australian and people would have forgiven the fact that it was Australian. I'm fully the same with accents. It's like ones that I can't do, uh, like Scottish and Irish. And then I will, and then I feel really stunted, but that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, I tried to match it and I just, I was terrible. I couldn't improvise because I was yeah. so in my head about how bad my accent was. I'm the same. And then I also don't want to look like I'm just getting laughs for doing a bad accent. Totally. So then I don't speak much. Totally. That's bad. So these days, yeah, I'd way rather, that was like, I don't know, six years ago. And I'd way mm. rather now to just get that initial chuckle that this guy's son is clearly Australian. <laughs> yeah. And then you can just move on. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll connect with our emotions and what's happening between us. Yes. I was trying to remember your question. Yeah. So it was like saving the scene. Is it ever too late? Um, yeah. So if you are like, oh, I chose to play apathetic or yeah, I'm playing angry and I, I'm really high status and the audience are kind of like turning on me and like every, I don't know, this feels bad. Just then you can like lower your status and yeah, you can be resentful and then you can own up to being resentful mm. and then be apologetic. Um, or if you had no emotion, just start feel, listen and react to your scene partner um, or the objects like object work in your space. But just, yeah, choose to kind of like start it like a, like a two, like a little simmer kind of like, oh, I'm feeling a little bit of this emotion and then you can work your way up. Yeah, you got to give yourself that room to move, right? Yeah. And if you like, you don't have to keep saying things if you don't know how to fix the scene. You're like, this scene is bombing. It's like, just emotionally react for five seconds. See what happens. Grab, you can just grab a cup and cry into it as you, as you drink. So much crying, yes. <laughs> Or just grab a cup and laugh into laugh it. Laugh into it. <laughs> Anything that gets you back in. To that the would moment. be insane. I want to play that character <laughs> that just picks up a mug and is like, ah ha ha. <laughs> Coffee stains. Um, you also mentioned uh, like the sitcoms that you've watched and stuff that in the beginning made you feel like you should be witty and stuff like that. But the more that I have obsessed over. Um, you know, like gotten analytical about the shows that I've liked and rewatched them since I've known a little bit about all this junk. Um, I do notice that like the wittiness is nothing without, without like 
us first being involved and engaged in the characters and caring what happens to them like that you just don't connect with a joke unless you're like invested in someone yeah and especially now i have very little like laugh tolerance for yeah lines that are just kind of like said in the shows i like that are just kind of references and they're very they're funny but they're kind of just yeah there's no emotion behind them. i don't know i'm like i can just be like that was funny and not laugh like i'm like that was a good joke whereas like I don't know, it's such a bad example because it's so, like, lowbrow, but Jerry's fart attack in Parks and Rec is, like, something that just made me lose my mind. Like, I was, like, just crying. I was, like, because I don't laugh when I watch things alone a lot of the time. I was watching that alone, and I just, like, was in a fit because he's having a heart attack, but he's also farting, but it's, like, so earnest. Like, everyone's so panicked. Yeah. And the emotions are so high. And I was, like, that is, that's comedy. Totally. And like I've been in situations before working on scripted stuff where uh, the director or or even the writer or whoever it is has been like, you know, sort of flipping about it, about the acting mattering. Like they'll be like, oh, it's just, it's just comedy. Don't worry about it. Like they treat it like it's something different because it, because it's comedy. It mustn't matter as much to like perform it earnestly. But I think you've hit the nail on the head with like, with Jerry's fart attack if he's just like if it doesn't feel truthful that he's like really earnest about it and concerned having a about heart it. attack while <laughs> <Yeah>. farting <laughs> um you know if that's not treated like it's real then if they were all if they were all like haha <laughs> that's funny isn't it it's stupid then it's not as funny right no you definitely like earnestness is like 100% because I and I think the misconception there is that like some of the comedy we watch is um like if it's Sean McAuliffe or someone or like um Stephen Colbert kind of like commenting on a thing um or like yeah anyone that hosts a show I think we can get confused of like oh to be comedic you have to be like dry and witty and it's like no that's like a form of kind of delivering comedy but like when you were doing scenes and creating characters it's like you have to fully commit and be earnestly emotional i got i got pinions now for a practical nugget so when it comes to more organic formats or scenes so not like armando where you or like not when you need a premise um enter a scene loaded with an emotion and see what happens you can still respond and yes and like the initiation, um, uh, but you can, like, it's just really fun to come in and be like, I'm just going to be, like, happy no matter what. And if they say that their mum died, then, oh, we have to work our way around this. And I will, yes, and. Um, but we have, like, that's fine. Let's figure it out together. As I said, though, that only applies to, like, really organic formats. Like, don't do it in a second beat of a Herald if it's not if it hasn't happened in the show already or anything. Okay, so I'm going to take two things on board. I'm going to take that piece of advice on board uh, and enter a scene with you right now feeling an emotion. I'm not going to tell you what, but I'm going to look at the coloured emotion wheel right now and pick one. But uh, the other thing I'm going to take on board is that I'm not going to pick from the sad section. All right, I've got it. My tip for everyone is canigetter.com. It offers locations, relationships and words. 
if you teach a lot of classes, it's a lifesaver. I thought you had a problem with like .nets and .govs or something. I was like, oh, what's, can what's I, happening? Can I get a .gov? Yeah. God, I'm so sick of all these .nets. Can I just get one freaking .com I'm around sick of here? .biz. <laughs> can I get a .com? Um, all right, your suggestion is cows. All right. Daisy May looking good out there. Oh my goodness. That is a good looking rump. Mm. Mm. Oh my God. Mm. I cannot believe you just said that. What? I've rump? Been, I've been, no, just that Daisy May is looking so good because I have been grooming her all day and I am thrilled to hear <gasps> that you think she looks great. She looks like a pageant queen <gasps> absolutely head to toe drop dead gorgeous you think you want to hold a pageant is that what you're saying oh are we yeah oh uh, i've are we holding the pageant claire i've been waiting for you to ask i have been tipping my tapping my watch tippity tippity tapping my watch waiting for you to pop that question oh my god because that question has been on the tippity top of my tongue. What? For nigh on since we met. Oh, I'm crying. I, I mean, I thought, I thought it was it was uh, crazy of me to th even think in that line of thinking. No, it's perfect. Yes, yes, a million times. Yes, I'll get the sashes. <sighs> We're gonna parade the cows down the strip. That oh. strip that I mowed this morning. My goodness. The, the, I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> and a you, mess. My mascara is just running. You are a mess. But it is one of those messes that makes you think, now we're really living. We are living. We are living. Those are the kind of panda eyes I long for. Happy panda eyes. Really? Oh, I'll throw out the waterproof mascara. Chuck it out. Chuck it out. I can't believe you just said that. I've been wanting you to chuck out that waterproof mascara forever. I've known oh. how I've made you feel for years. Oh, Claire, you should have just said. Amber, you have been like a, a stoic statue for all my life, but it's, it's because true. of that damn mascara. I haven't known whether or not your eyes are watering or not. I have been stoic in the past, but not anymore. I'm just <laughs> letting it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see. <laughs> I have to like talk about accents. <laughs> I don't know why I did that to us. <laughs> um, well, that was a bloody delight, H Life. It was, that was really, really fun. That was great. There you have it, my friends. That was Haley Tantow. How cool is she? Uh, if you want to hear more or see more from Haley, you can check out a couple of Facebook pages. Search for Cindy Salmon. That's Cindy with a C, Salmon Like the Fish, to check out uh, what she's doing in the future and what she's done in the past, and also a uh, show that she's taken to a couple of festivals and will do so again, I'm sure, in the future when we're allowed to uh, be in the same room with one another and laugh together. Uh, that is Polygamy, Polygayu, colon, a new musical. Check them both out on Facebook. Treat yourselves.
that's all from me. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Uh, and uh, ever since last week, uh, my friend Beth listened to last week's episode and she heard how much I hated my attempt at a sign-off. So she sent me a few alternative options. She was 100% joking, but I'm taking her 100% serious and I'm going to try them all out week by week. Tell me which ones you like. <laughs> Here's number one. Yes, and I'll see myself out. <laughs> so stupid. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Improv Conspiracy Podcast. For information about our online comedy writing classes on offer during the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as heavily discounted vouchers for our future improv classes, head to improvconspiracy.com. 